we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host. Matthew, how you doing, Edward? Are you staying warm? I'm staying as warm as I can. <laughs> I uh, have had a rude awakening to this city. It hasn't been over. Today was the first day it was over 30 degrees, actually. Oh, no, today like feels 42. like it's spring. It's 45 degrees out right now. It feels I've, like it's spring. I wore a t-shirt, which is crazy to me. I let my I winter coat from... like stay open. Like yes. I didn't have to zip it up. But last, was it this weekend? Like at the beginning of this week and last week, it was what, 15? With wind chill, it felt like two? It was insane to me. I, we, I remember like I walked out of the house and I immediately froze for a second. And then I had to like find all the feeling back in my body and start walking again. Eddie's finding great novelty in the fact that he can breathe and see his breath. <laughs> you know what? The whole <laughs> the whole idea of like winter and snow is really fascinating to me. Like I was even I see beauty in everything. I even saw, I mean, this, the way the snow fell on the trash. Like the one photo I have of this, the first oh snowfall my God, I forgot you is a photo. pile of trash on the side of the street and just like the snow on the trash and I was like how beautiful you were so, so to excited to show me that and I was like Jesus you're unwell <laughs> I'm my first time in the big old city <laughs> but it's good though because you know it now you kind of get a taste of what like the Salt Lake ladies deal with yes all the time so I think it, you know it, a little bit of empathy for your brain. I mean I would not be having a pool party in the snow well no but it looks like I think they shot in like the spring summer so I think it's like warmer what, 50s 60s and they're in a jacuzzi at the very least yeah yeah yeah. that's true should we we'll s- get to that we will we'll get to that should we start with that should we start with Salt Lake City today yeah it was I mean again another fabulous episode and even for a filler episode I would call it because next week is really when a big fight starts to blow out for a filler episode it was so entertaining like I think it's safe to say that this is my favorite franchise like full stop now okay I I have one problem Oh, with this episode and it happened kind of at the beginning. I don't like them doing the Real Housewives of New Jersey thing on the husbands in Salt Lake City. Like, I don't want them to be their own characters because in Jersey it works. I love all of the husbands on Jersey and how they like basically have their own mini show within the show where we get to see them go on trips or them go to poker night and they're part of the story. I do not like one of these husbands except for... Whitney's husband and Lisa's husband. Seth can literally go, literally needs to take like 17 showers. Wow. Hot take. I think he's disgusting. And this only, this episode for his birthday only furthered me being like, Seth is gross. (laughs) I mean, yes, they're, they're a band of misfit toys to be sure. But like, I kind of like them. I mean, Dewey, I still don't like, he's very charming, but every time I see his face, I am reminded of the sister wife comment and I can't get behind him. But I think they're all, you know, they all kind of work. And I think, I thought the golf game was kind of cute. I love that they actually, the winners of the golf game have to pay for the trip. Although I think it's super funny that they're sending their wives away for Mother's Day. Whatever. But no, I think that they do add something. They're not Jersey status whatsoever. Absolutely not. But they are the first group of guys, I think, that we've all been able to kind of enjoy just a little bit. Like, not an OC not really in Beverly Hills, because what is it? It's PK and Mauricio. And, Mauricio. and PK's grown on me a lot. You know what I mean? So I think this is the first time that we've had another franchise where the men aren't completely useless. 
So they're going to use them, you know? Okay. Okay. But I, I get it. it. Seth, I go back and forth with Seth. This episode made me think he was so gross, but I'm going to get into oh, that later. Yes. I, there is. Yes. There's well, multiple ugh. things in this episode where I was like, he is a The tool. cleavage thing is really disgusting, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I want to talk though really quick. My, f- my favorite line of the episode came from Michael Jackson. I'm sorry, Jen Shaw in oh. her confessional. Oh, because yeah. she literally looks like MJ with that bejeweled black again, the it's glove very, thing. Yeah, and it's again, it gives me Muppet vibes. It gives me like Cirque du Soleil vibes. It's, it's like if Miss Piggy decided to do an MJ look, it, that's what it is. Thank you. That's a hundred percent for what like it a is. special. Or she like it, back in the day, she did like a one on one, like a little like the Muppet show, and her and Mike. So, what like, was did your favorite thing. quote? <laughs> that Meredith's fa- membership to Facetune ran out. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's that like, was sorry, good. your membership to Facetune ran and out. I know that I'm thinking about it. There's a little theme this week with uh, having food at the spa between Heather and Emily and OC and Heather and Jen in Salt Lake. Everyone's having a turkey leg by the pool. You know what? I love this. Bring food everywhere. Yeah, I would. I agree. L- I think the spa experience is only furthered by having a nice little snack because you're detoxing. They retox you with alcohol all the time at the spa. Why can't I retox with like a, a turkey leg or like a, a, a burger? But I love that she picked. I mean, I know we're skipping to OC for a second, but I do love that Emily picked Jersey Mike's sub. I miss it. I miss it too. There, I don't. I mean, I think they have Jersey Mike's somewhere in New York, but I'm just too lazy to figure it During out. During the pandemic, that was one of our go-to's was getting the giant, not even the regular. No, we, we went would all get in. The giant sub, one each, and <laughs> yeah. we would just sit in front of the TV, watch RuPaul, and just hound down a Jersey Mike sub, giant. Oh, yeah, I miss it. Now, the thing about this episode that I had a hard time with multiple times is that there are three. In my mind, there are three villains right now. There's Mary, there's Jen, and there's Lisa. Yes. And all of them were so wrong at some point during this episode that I had whiplash on whose side I was on. But at the top, when Heather and Jen are kind of talking about the double standard between how people treat Mary and how people treat Jen, I do think there is a double standard. Like, yes, I agree. The focus is on Jen because she's literally in trouble with the law right now. But Mary says and does really gross things as well. And the fact that Meredith is so obtuse to Mary and is kind of giving her a pass the more I think about it, the more it really bothers me. I don't know. If Meredith is going to be on this high horse and be this, like, I'm the moral compass of the group, she's got to come down on everyone when they fuck up. And Mary is is pulling or, you know, pulling a lot of bad punches right now. Well, and then here's the other thing. I think also the ladies are focusing more on Jen Shaw because Jen's is so much more public and public-facing, whereas, like, Mary's kind of darkness is underground. Not like it's under, you know what I mean? Like it, but it's, it's just more now coming like, to the surface. It's more like a cult. Do we believe it? Do we not yeah. believe it? There's a lot of confusion and I guess, un- mis- like no one truly knows if it's real or not. That's yet. fair. And whereas like Jen's Jen- been the villain longer. <sighs> exactly. She's been the villain since last season. Two seasons in a running. She's literally being hunted down by the FBI. It's a lot easier to gang up against Jen than it is Mary. But I think that, Mary has a lot more to own up for than, or as much as Jen Shaw. Like, Jen Shaw's going to jail for, like, scamming people. Mary's getting away with it and has for years. I mean, I hope that as episodes continue, we start to really unfold what's going on there. There are rumors circulating around Twitter that the last two episodes are so explosive. One of the ladies reveals something or does something that completely shocks and terrifies the other women. And... 
I don't, we don't know if it's Mary, but we do know that Mary did not show up to the reunion. They filmed it this past week and she didn't come. And there are rumors about Mary doing something with uh, Cameron. Who is now dead. Again, it just gets very, very cuckoo when you start to yeah. really peel back the layers. Salt Lake City, it's given us everything. But we again, gotta love like, it. Jumping to Meredith and Seth's party for Seth's birthday, which, I mean, if I think it was, was it, was it uh, Brooks that said if midlife crisis could be a photo? No, that was his daughter. Okay, cool. Cause that's exactly what this party is. Um, but it is so funny to me that again, Meredith is so bizarre. Like she was literally screaming or her and Lisa were fighting full on literally what the night before a few nights mm-hmm. before they were at each other's throats as Heather said. And then it's like nothing fucking happened when they start the party. It's, uh, I, I just don't understand them. I don't. Well, I, I think it's the two of them saving face because at the end of the day, it is Seth's party. Seth is also close with John and it, it, it's them just trying to like make amends and make things peachy keen and not make a scene there. I definitely think that when they get to Zion and they're face to face, I think the fight is going to come back. But I think it's like, this is a family event. This is a birthday party. This isn't about us. Neither Lisa nor Meredith want to like have the reputations in front of all these other people where they're kind of the center of attention be up for grabs. You know, they want, they want to be these like ultra alpha females that nothing can be wrong and we're best friends and everything is perfect. And it's like, they can't have that if they're literally tearing each other's throats. No, not at all. I no, I don't understand now that we're in the party. I don't know anyone who would allow their significant other to go on and on and on about someone else, about their friends, like physical appearance in a, like if my, like if I had a boyfriend and he kept talking about how nice my friend's ass was over and over and over to the point I'm like, okay, well then do you want to go and fuck them? Like, what's the deal? I don't know why Meredith with that gross little, (laughs) little laugh of hers. I don't understand how she can just brush it off when, God bless the Bravo editors for showing us all the clips, but over and over about how much he, not only does he love Whitney's breasts, but he wants to do all these disgusting things to them. And he also wants to get Whitney's plastic surgeon so that Meredith can get the same tits as Whitney. Again, Meredith, where are you in just See, speaking up and saying what the fuck? Are well, you here's the about? thing: that whole family They're is so fake. Weird. It's They're so, so fake. weird. No one loves each other. I can tell you that I right think now. The daughter's it's the all- realest one. They're all transactional. I mean, oh, is she the realest one? By Have you virtue seen her of face? Her, no, but by, by, oh, come on. Nah. Kidding. By virtue of her not doing interviews, by virtue of her just kind of being at the important stuff, I think that she's not really. You know who the, the realest one is? The oldest one who went to rehab and has come back. He's the <laughs> one that has seen life and is the realest. Okay. Let's, I, let's call to- it. I, you know what? I totally forgot that there was a third the child. The sister and Brooks are two partners in crime. They're, the sister's going to be on next season. She's been on it before. She's like, she's uh, just as hungry as the others. I she's just away at school. Fair. I did love Whitney again in, in perfect Whitney fashion. Turning it into a joke, but also kind of trying to make it clear that like, this is the final joke. I'm putting the button on the series of jokes about my breasts by giving you this cake and now it's over. But also him taking the cake and like dipping his tongue and and licking the nipple area. I was like wanting to vomit. Again, Meredith, where I don't know what's, I, I I would love to just hop in her brain and just see things through her eyes for a second. Cause she's going so hard on Jen. Lisa's getting a pass. Well, not as much as, 
no, Lisa's not getting a pass, but she's mm-hmm. getting a pass more than Jen. Mm-hmm. Mary's getting a pass. Her husband's getting a pass. I just think Meredith has a very interesting way of picking her battles. Well, I just think Meredith wants her image to be the image that she curates and whoever that is going to, whoever's going to benefit that, whether it's her husband or Lisa or Mary, she's going to just be with them because it's going to make her look better. They're her real life face tune. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. They're face tune okay. for her personality because That's she fair. has none. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I died when Jen and Coach Shaw were painting. <laughs> I love how he's like, first I drew a dog because you're so loyal to everyone. And then I wrote beach because you love the beach. He is such a good guy. I love him. And he really does seem to love her some reason. Yeah. I just don't get it. But like, you know, him. you know, I think a lot has changed since her father died and since she's been on the show. And I think that does a lot. First of all, going on reality television is no easy task. It's a lot of work. It's draining. No, and your I think emotions he, you're are right. on I think he knew her before and after, and he just has a better perspective. Yeah, it. it's and pair that in with the death of uh, yeah, it's, also, it's rough. Jen, again, I I, I I get that she's going through a tough time, and the idea of giving her things away to make ends meet is not easy. Again, this is me coming from a place of like, even in a if in a world where Jen might be innocent, like I'm having empathy for her, yeah. And so, having all this shit taken away from her sucks. But if I were her, honey, I would sell every single piece of clothing you fucking have that you don't wear all the time. If you're gonna really downsize, all that shit in your closet, you, like, there's your legal fees exactly sell all of your designer shit that you unless don't. it's all fake again it's sort of like the erica jane thing like build your life from the ground up and everyone will love and appreciate you for it and you'll have much more respect like just it doesn't matter yeah. if, if this experience should teach you anything jen nothing else matters but the love and support of your family yeah at the end of the day that's get all rid of, she needs get rid of it all get rid of it all but you know, I, I am happy that Jen is going to Zion with the rest of the ladies because initially she wasn't invited, but it looks like the husbands reached out to Coach Shaw because he couldn't make the golf event. And see, that's why I like them because they are pulling producer like punches. You know what I mean? Well, then let's think about it. Was it the was it the husbands or was it the producers who were like, you need to reach out to Coach Shaw? Oh, I think it's a, I think it was both. I think they were like, you know. Well, I mean, if it was like I'm, I'm just gonna say I would be happy with just the crew of Coach Shaw. John, Lisa's husband, and I can't remember Whitney's husband's name, but I love him. <laughs> I really do. Michael? I don't no, know. <laughs> I don't think it's that. David? Mm, no. It's just, it's some white guy name, you yeah. know, it's the basic, like, maybe like <laughs> Steven. I don't know. No. <laughs> but I think I just have those three. I'd be happy. Throw in Seth. I'm vomiting. Throw in Dewey. And I'm like, you are a Satan to your wife, Mr. Sister Wives man. And then... I mean, Heather's single, so she's she's living the life. Now, Meredith and Mary, again, not on the bus. So, it's yeah. so shady and obvious this second time around. And I also wanted to just point out, like, I... Meredith is now kind of throwing breadcrumbs that, like, not all has been revealed and not all has been talked about. Which uh, I'm Did you also my- know she was a lawyer? I completely forgot. I, I you wouldn't know. No, it. but uh, you, you, I mean, you would, you would forget because you, uh, yeah. I, I'm wondering where all of that legalese is. Yeah, I'm wondering where all of the those brain cells that I took to pass but the bar. I are. did catch that she said that Meredith said that both of her children got anonymous texts and emails from someone, 
and the private investigator determined that the most likely culprit was someone was either Jen Shaw or someone from her camp. That's a slightly different story than what I thought we heard originally. Yeah, which makes which again, it's, I, 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 do I think it could be true? Absolutely, but yeah. I'm wondering, I why Meredith is being so? Why is she holding her card so close to the vest at this point? Jen's already fucked. She's being indicted for a huge fraud and money laundering scam. Why not just like? I guess, yeah, again, it goes back to maybe she just want to pile on because there's a part of her that still, like, has empathy for her. But it's like, Meredith, either you're friends with Jenna or you're not. Yeah, and at the same time, it's like, why are you trying to keep these things close to you? Like, if why not be honest and be like, I hired a prior investigator because X, Y, Z, this is what happened. Kind of releasing this information little by little makes me believe her less. It makes me think, like, none of this is true because originally it was because you thought you're trying to find out if the tweets were from Jen or who was attacking your son. Now it's my son and my daughter got anonymous text messages. Next week it's going to be like, well, like, there was money missing from Mike. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everything she adds on is making me believe the real reason less. Like, I want – I think there's another – reason that she hired the private investigator. I think it was to just find some dirt on Jen Shaw, screw her up and make her look bad. And it uncovered so much more. I, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I think that it would be nice if Meredith and Jen could sit down and Meredith could literally go, okay, point by point. These are all the things that you've done. And I want to just be clear that like, we're both clear that you've done them. And so there's no confusion. And so you're, you're clear on why I'm still, not cool to be friends with you right now. Well, just uh, so everyone's on the same page. Well, so, you know. I mean, I'm with Heather. I'm like, Jen's over it. Jen apologized. L- Meredith can't let it go. But see, I disagree with that now because Jen isn't over it because she literally goes fucking ballistic on the bus and goes ballistic on Lisa, bringing up Meredith's affair, bringing up um, that she didn't do anything to Brooke. She didn't do anything to her kids. Like Jen is, isn't that sorry because she doesn't think she did anything wrong. Yeah, or I, or I mean, maybe she does, but she lost her shit again. And when Jen goes angry, she loses the the fight. And like this, is yeah. what I was talking about earlier when we're on the bus and Lisa's kind of getting railed by Jen, I start to feel bad feel bad for Lisa because Lisa clearly just like I just want the temperature to be down. Yeah, I can't handle this intensity on this bus, and you gotta give me a fucking break. Like all I. Like, I, Mary and you and Meredith are all being kind of fucking weird right now. And, like, I don't know which way is up. And I started to feel a little bit for Lisa. I can't believe I'm saying that. But if I were Lisa, I would be like, I need to get off this bus. I can't. This, this energy is so fucking intense. And I wish that Whitney and Heather and even Jenny would be like, okay, Jen, we get it. But, like, this is why you lose, Jen, because you go off the rails. I mean, yeah, it's <sighs> – Jen doesn't know how to keep her – composure when she's in these high anxiety high attack situations she really goes so low and becomes the worst version of herself whereas I think if she had a little bit more understanding compassion and kept her cool she would win a lot more fights and get a lot more information out of these ladies and honestly maybe build these bridges back but she has a switch and we saw it last season with the you you after grandpa at the party, like when she blew up at Shaw's birthday party, she has this switch. The spa and when with it gets, Heather and Whitney when she like told Whitney she was gonna drown her in the yes, fucking lake. Like <laughs> there's moments where she she hits this point, and if she can't come back from it, it's just she sees red, goes blacks out, and just like goes for the gut. And she needs to think about her defense now. Yeah, the prosecutors are gonna use this shit as evidence. evidence. You're unstable. The, clearly you are emotionally mentally 
you know, unsound. And maybe that has to do with why you decided to steal all this money from people. Like she's got to think about her composure and how it's going to play out in the court system during this trial. I mean, that's all I've been thinking about watching her is I'm like, everything that you do from this point forward, by choosing microscope, yes, you need to be on point and on your a game and understand that everything can be used against you. In court. <laughs> I did love when Jim was like, God, when Mary does something, everyone's like, Oh, it's okay. But when I do something, it's all, oh, we need 10 years, 10 judges, three priests and a bunch <laughs> of nuns. It's like, it is true. It's true. We do need all of those things for you, Jim. But again, I, again, I go back to, you've had a longer rap sheet of being crazy. Yeah. You know, Mary was more undercover crazy. The first season one, as was Lisa. So we're all, you know, the whole world just catching up to what you already know. But a great episode. Filler, but so good. Yeah, and it was a to-be-continued, of course. Do you think, like, it got physical? I think, first of all, they should never get on that bus again in their entire life. Oh that God, bus is, is haunted. That poor bus driver. That man is literally, <laughs> like, if these women ever hire for me again, it's going to be the end of He's, the world. The he, apocalypse he, will he, happen he on that he bus. PTSD written all over him. From that first oh ride. My goodness. Never get on that bus again. Oh. Okay. Speaking of buses, should we go to VPR party bus? There was yeah. no party bus in the episode, but I just always think of these kids as constantly partying. My first note was, I feel bad for these young, dumb idiots. Why did I write that? Because they're all young, dumb idiots. No, I think it had to do with Raquel and James, but I don't know. I just feel well, like I needed to no, share that. No, I mean, it, it, <laughs> I did feel bad for them because... They're talking about how their families are really starting to connect now and they're really able to bring them together and they're hoping that these events that they have are going to be able to start their new relationship together, you know, because James's mother is now sober. So his mom and Raquel's parents are like talking and they have seen a lot of hope in their future. But honestly and truly, I do see the fear in Raquel's eyes every time she talks about this. And I want to say... She did an interview with Sheena, and I only caught part of it. I want to listen to the whole thing, but she went on Sheena's uh, podcast, which calls Shenanigans, which I love. <laughs> Shenanigans? That's yeah. really fucking smart. It's so that's good. That's a great, that's great. So there was a Raquel tell-all, and the one part I saw was she was having holidays with her family, and she was realizing because of the person that James was, she was going to, and the, the, just the way he's oil and water with her family. I'm paraphrasing, obviously this is what she said. Exactly. She couldn't see a future where they'd be able to celebrate holidays together, or they would have to choose either him or her family. And she didn't want to make that decision. And that shouldn't be a decision she would have to make it. should have to make at the end of the day, because she should be with someone that supports her. Totally. And I guess when they, she had the discussion with her mom before she went and told James. And so she was kind of getting prepared for it. And she said it was a very hard conversation. James wasn't as aggressive and he was actually understanding and tried to be like, why, you know, give me a chance. You know, I'm changing. And she goes, this was your chance. And that's this, that's the simple fact is like, he has had so many chances and he is honestly so sick that he really needs to figure himself out and get better. And sadly he missed his opportunity with this angel because he did not do it sooner and he's not taking it as seriously as he should. I mean, the thing is, is that I think, yes, James is an addict and an alcoholic and is in recovery and is, all things considered, I think doing a pretty decent job being on reality TV, having his past and present under a microscope, but he needs to do this journey 
alone or with someone who is well-versed and familiar with this kind of life. And Raquel, to no fault of her own, is just not she's equipped. Yeah. And she's done her best and she's given it her all and she's been so patient and she deserves a lot better. And I think James knows that. And it's just a really sad situation. And I, I feel for James, not to excuse you know, his, his outburst, which again, I think anger management is also part of his recovery. Um, but it's, it's just not something that Raquel should have to deal with and she deserves more and better. And who knows, maybe in five, 10 years, if James is able to really pull it together and they grow up a little bit, because let's remember guys, they're in, they're not even 30 yet. Neither of them are 30. Am I right? They're like in their late or mid to late twenties. No, they're both 29. Okay. But like, most people uh, are nowadays are getting married in their mid to late thirties because we're all learning that like the older you are and the more in tune you are with who you are, the better you are in a relationship. So maybe if James can put in some solid years of hard work with the anger and with the addict and with the alcoholism, maybe they can be friends and maybe they can, you know, reconnect and still be able to be in each other's lives. Uh, but I don't. I think th- it's smart for them to be separate. I don't think they're ever going to get back together. I think they. Can I didn't be say friends. get back together. I said be friends. Okay. okay. I was going to say. I think he's. I think he's used up his his time with her, and I think she. I think they can be friends, and I think they already are on that mend with that relationship and friendship, and I think that's totally valid. But like, you know me. I mean, I. I had to learn my own the hard way, but fool me one, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times. Am I a stupid freaking idiot like Raquel? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but speaking of fooling, let's talk about Brock. I'm Lala. I'm sorry. I, I don't, I think Lala is putting the pieces together perfectly well. And I just think that I, I'm sorry. I think she's right about him. I I, really do. At first I thought it was unfair of Lala and Katie at the photo shoot to be like, this is so much money he could have spent on a wedding. Why is he doing on this? Cause I was like, well, he is trying to better his life for him and his family. Like if he can make money off of this and Sheen is an investor in this, like I understand like why the money's going into this, you know, new venture that he's doing. But at the same time, what is valued more? Because it seems like Sheena values the wedding more and he values the business more. So they kind of have to, it feels like Sheen is kind of getting the, the low end of the deal at the end of the day by it him focusing on this. It just seems like Brock's this. trying to see how much he can get the show to cover. And he's trying to see how much other people will cover. Yeah. It just, that's what it looks like. And yeah. it, it's pretty gross. I died when they were talking in the confessional and she's like, yeah, the prenup. She's like, was the prenup my idea? And he was like, no comment. And she goes, was it my mother's? And he goes, yeah. And um, I was like, wow. I cannot believe I'm fucking saying this, but thank you, Sheena's mom, for saying that. Also, thank you, Sheena's mom, for saying that this is James and Raquel's weekend. I feel like no one was fucking saying that. And finally she was like, this is shady. This is gross. Um, don't, and- hey, don't be too nice to Gina's mom because she blocked me on Twitter. No, of course <laughs> not. But I'm saying in this moment, I think that she's correct. And I just like, you know, everyone is kind of, again, I get that James needs to not pop off and get so angry. But I think that James is responding also to the fact that he thinks that Brock is not who he says he is. He's kind of fake and he's kind of an opportunist. And this is only proving James's point. This is only, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why someone's not, I mean, I, obviously Ariana and Tom had bad feelings about this from the beginning, but I'm sorry. Why is no one saying, 
Let's not prove James right by you going behind his back and lying to him and staging a wedding at something that's for him and Raquel because it's just going to validate everything that he feels about you and he's going to lose his fucking mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, again, I get where people are coming from about James and his temper, but it's like, stop giving him things to get fucking angry about. That is true. They should be a little, they should be more considerate. And I do think it is very stupid that they're doing it this it's weekend. Gross. Like st- if, if, the, if your love is really what's so important, like strip everything down and make it really intimate and really fucking beautiful. Like Amanda and um, what's his face on summer house had a fake wedding at the steps of the fucking house in the Hamptons. And it was so cute and so darling. And everyone got emotional. Like that is great TV. Yeah. This whole, like, convoluted, like, we're going to sneak away and steal the thunder and steal the moment is just, like, you're proving James right, guys. I know. I totally get it. And I understand I understand James's frustration at the end of the day because, like, no one is giving him a break. And, and he needs a lot of breaks right now where he is in his life. Let's talk about something about her and that business meeting. Ariana, don't be late. And Sandoval, don't make her late. Like, what the fuck? I love the producer calling Sandoval out and being like, and how late were you to today's interview? And he's like, no, 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 20 minutes. <laughs> well, he had to remove his nail polish. I love Sandoval, uh, which, by the way, I'm so excited. I did get tickets to go see Sandoval and the most extras when they're here in New York City. You mentioned that. I have? Yes. Because I'm so excited I know, about I'm it. I'm excited to go, too. I can't stop thinking about it. But Now, this place that they went to for the engagement party, like – beautiful do not get me wrong like wow but for the engagement party it's like that's this seemed does it did seem like wow we're really going all out it's a lot i have to say i was a little peeved okay when i saw this location because i've seen this location before so when i was back home for a month and i really had nothing to do back in the bay area except work remotely before taking the truck to new york city I Jesus. got really into Netflix shows that were about like travel and hotels and like makeovers and stuff like that. And there was one that was like, uh, it had the guy from uh, Million Dollar Listing, New York. The I can't even remember his name, but he it was him and two girls. I only know they, Frederick, so it's not Frederick. Yeah, and they would go around to all these different places and find like a cheap, like a budget friendly, like unique, and like a luxury location. And this one was actually a more budget location for like a winery in Santa Inez. It was like, it's your fake um, Tuscany villa with the whole winery. And I was like, oh, I would love to do like a 30th birthday here, like an event or something fun and big. And now I can't because if I post the photos, people are gonna be like, I got that from Vanderpump Rules. I promise you, no one's going to say that. I mean, some people might say that, but also hundreds of other people are going to say, oh, that's from this thing because it's a famous location. I mean, I don't know. I was like, ugh. I just got a little bit upset. No, I was like, you can do Raquel whatever you want. Me. Live your life. Oh, wait. Also, I did make a note. The music on the show sometimes makes me laugh so hard. Oh, like, and it makes me want to party. <laughs> no, this, this, I, this, I, and I quote, rich friends, rich, rich friends. <laughs> everybody needs them. Rich friends, rich friends. Someday we will be them. Like, what the fuck? I caught that too. That's like, Who as they're showing the villa. This? Like, I just, I can't. Lala. Lala wrote it. Lala and James did all of the music. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Wait, side note about Lala and James. So, your whole thing is like, James and Lala are perfect for each other. Like, they're in the same recovery. Really they get each other. They are right. So, it got brought up on Watch What Happens Live <gasps> when they were on together. And she goes, James, what do you think? James is like, well, 
you know, I think we're doing good on our own right now, but you know, never say never in this world I've lived in, you know, things can change at like the dime and like, he you never know is, what will happen in the future. He wants it. He wants it. But he we love it. each other and we're friends and like, we'll see what happens. And she was, Lala was like, okay, yeah, cool. Whatever. Like it was like, mm, okay, you guys are definitely going to give it a year. I tell you, give it 2023, 2024. I will scream if I'm right. Honestly, I, think I will this, be so I happy. I feel like this was their plan all along. It was James was like, babe, go get with that really rich guy and then get all of his money. But it doesn't work because they have the prenup. But <laughs> like, get Australian in with them. For a <laughs> I always, all I can do is Australian. Which is so funny because it's the hardest one to do. But anyway. Kyle Kidman. Now, do you think. I wonder, I want to like look into, did Randall still invest in there's something about her? I, I don't know. But Even I, with I, all this drama? I with- feel like he would. Uh, see, this is the thing. I think Randall's still going to be a part of this group. I think Randall's well, the one. Well, they have to co-parent. Yeah. He's the one with the tail between his legs at the end of the day in this situation. Mm-hmm. He's the one who screwed up. Mm-hmm. And I do know that I think Lala said on either a live or Watch What Happens Live that... Um, he really screwed up and his ex-wife is the best thing that ever happened to him. And she felt like the way that they got together was like messy and she's taken a lot of responsibility for that. It seems like, oh. so I, I do think that they still have a lot. I think he has a lot of respect for her. I feel like there's, there's a relationship still there okay. and they're obviously going to co-parent ocean, right. but I can, I mean, an investment is an investment for money. I'm not going to take away my investment just because like, I'm breaking up with like your friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to make me money still, my money's still going to go in there. Yeah. Which by the way, next time we're in LA, we have to go as soon as it's open. Something about her. Yeah. I mean, I want the Vanderpump or nickel. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I, I don't even that, like pumpernickel. I thought it was a great name just for the name. Yeah. Like I just, who doesn't love a good sandwich? And honestly, they are so smart for making the priority bakery. Yes. And having the bread done in that space, because not only will it bring like that smell and that warmth, <laughs> The bread is going to be so frigging good. Like, fresh bread is, like, everything. Like, if I could have fresh bread every day, I'd be a baker. But I can't. But you can't and you're not. So let's move on to OC. How about that? (laughs) I'm very excited for next episode of Vanderpump Rules, though. Me too. I Lala telling James. Yeah, I'm really afraid that James is going to fucking, like, hit someone. He goes, one second, I'll be right back. And literally, she puts her, like, you said Laurent right in front of her, like, giggling. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She's been on this show for uh, a while. Okay, should we wrap it up with OC? Let's do OC. How much did you want Max and the girl from the Aura shop to go on a date? I was like, oh I was screaming. God. I was like, I was oh my like, God, it's so cute, so cute. I was date, like, date, date. Okay, she's got moves. She's got game. She was like, are you gay? <laughs> Can I get your Snapchat? Yeah, and I was like, yes, Max. Uh, I also want to get my Aura red so bad, and I hate to say it, but I think like, with my chakras, like, I know, like, I since I'm, like, a Scorpio and stuff, like, also my chakras, like, my pelvis, which is, like, obviously known because that's where I hold all my heat and my power. So I want to see – and I think that chakra is, I believe, red. So I think my aura is red, even though I want it to be, like, a blue No, I, No, I think your aura is red. But I feel like it's a red-orange kind of, like, I agree. situation. Yeah. I was I was very much Heather of, like, which one am I drawn to? Because I feel like that's me. But I want to get it red because I want to know. I think I'm, like – Blue and green? I think you'd be blue-green. Maybe some purple. Yeah. Maybe blue-purple, I feel Ooh. like, more so than green. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Whereas I'm I, like, I'm fire! I loved when um 
my favorite, one of my favorite quotes from Heather. Um, is that a redundant statement? Conservative and Catholic. <laughs> I was like, ew. <laughs> Wait, but I also love that they that her kids are going to like private Catholic school because now her son is going to LMU, my alma mater. Oh, yes, me, you, and, me and Stassi. You mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> Holly Madison. But um, Carson Daly. Uh, Gina, I I love you so. I love her so much. But oh my god, when she was like South Africa, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. What? Noella says continent, and her first response is South Africa. I mean, okay, <sighs> uh, this whole conversation about Sweet James has me thinking of a new, a new theory. Sweet James is gay. Who else goes to Mykonos? I've never heard of a straight man going to Mykonos. You think so? Come on, think about it. Mykonos is literally just. I mean, my only opinion now of both of them is that they're crooks. Because they have a child who needs a lot of love and attention and support right now. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, he's off flitting in Mykonos, presumably with other men, according to you. (laughs) Mykonos is a gay spot. And she's living out her reality TV fantasy. It's like, you have a child that needs both of you. Stop it. Like, it it, it really bothered me listening to them talk about that. No, I, I agree. But Gina gave it to me when she was like, I don't even know mykonos is like don't you have a kid to take care of i was like yes gina you are right they have a child to take care of and i think it would be different i i agree with what you said if we saw noella in scenes with her son and like taking care of him and showing what that life is like and her and struggle granted it, but and we've seen him before right she showed clips of yeah, him i was gonna say like maybe she doesn't want him on the show but like i'm sorry from how thirsty she sounds, exactly the fact that she's not going to put her son on the show with special needs to get her give him more attention, it seems bizarre to me. It seems like she doesn't even care. It's yeah, it seems like she's really just wanting to make sure that her star rises. Um, she just seems. I just I, there was a photo of her and Meredith on Instagram, and I was like, two birds of a feather freaking flock together. <laughs> Speaking of feathers, if you haven't seen the RHOLC reunion looks yet, I haven't yet. Oh, are they bad? Oh, my God. I mean, they were really bad last year. I am sorry. Are they worse? But if Brooks styled Meredith, he needs to get his fashion card revoked because, like, I'm not even good at fashion. Like, I literally would just wear brewery t-shirts and gym shorts. You know that's all I wear. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my constant wardrobe. And I even, I was like, yikes. She looks like a dyed teal, big burger arms with a blazer with like some kind of ill-fitting pant. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'll have to look it up when we're done. It's bad. But yeah, I saw the photo of Meredith and Noella and I was like, these two thirsty, trashy ass bitches on my screen together. They deserve each other more than anything. Maybe they should get together. Oh my God. I mean, you might be right. The thing uh, also that I thought kind of made me just shake my head. Um, I love Sophie. I really do. But when she's like, oh, I want to marry my the guy I'm with right now, the boyfriend I have, I, I'm I'm ready to go. And they've been dating for three months? If even. And she's a freshman in college. It's like, oh, sweetheart. Oh, we've all been there. I love Shannon's like, oh, ho, 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 dear. And oh, she, the confessionals between uh, <laughs> her and Shannon, it was killing me where she was like, I'm just so much in love. You, when you know, you know. And Shannon's like, I remember back in Monday when I thought I was in love. It's like. Lord have mercy. These this poor girl. But I was I did really enjoy her seeing her mom and she's like, I haven't been here in four years, which made me feel a lot better. Like I thought it was COVID so much longer. Yeah, there's lots of reasons. There's why. lots of reasons. And and she's like, I have to take care of my daughters. And it makes you think and the mom was like, You just went through a terrible divorce, like five or six years ago. Like that makes and the mom's been to visit, but like that makes sense why Shannon hasn't made the trek to Nashville to go see her mom because 
She's having to start a business. She's having to figure out her children. Right. Her when I think her mom has come to California. I yes. think her mom has traveled, yes. you know, to help her out, which I appreciate. Which I love. But I'm glad that they're taking the time to go to Nashville. I would love to see a ladies trip to Nashville maybe next season. Yes. I think they're kind of maybe setting that up because I think that would be really fun for yes, the girls. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I, I know people have their problems with Shannon, but I just see the heart at the, at the center of her. I do too. I do and too. I do think, she, yeah, she's a crazy person, but like, and she makes silly decisions, but she's, but she's a good mom and yeah. she cares about her daughters. Yeah. And I think deep down she's just searching and she just has not found it yet. And that one of people put crazy. her through hell. Oh my God. He literally put her to death. Remember here lies Shannon. Oh Bedore my God. <laughs> like, the it was. Yeah. So I, I, I try to remind myself every time that I'm watching that she's, we have to give Shannon compassion now. Okay. This is the Heather Dubrow that I fucking love dressing down people who are just so wrong and keeping cool, calm and collected and just destroying her with facts. I loved her coming out with her with, well, I heard you called me a phony bitch. And and, and then Noelle's, oh, no, I'm, I'm so sorry. I've been through a lot. Like, and she'll just, I'm going to throw that to, I'm going through a lot right now. And he goes, oh, that's interesting. Because um, I heard another thing uh, <laughs> that you uh, think that I'm um, I'm sneaky and I can't be trusted. And Gina told me that. And that's a different person that told me. Than the other <laughs> and Noelle's like, well, I heard you. <laughs> You and Terry were throwing people against the wall. Slamming people against the and then and then again, Heather calmly goes, slamming people against the wall. <laughs> that is just that's just a fantasy. Like she just stays cool, calm, and collected. She just I just love her. I yeah. think she's the shit. I know that you know she can be a little controlling, a little narcissistic, but bless her. No, it really I literally wrote down Heather calling out Noelle immediately. L O L. It was perfect. I loved like coming in during the infomercial, like, no, no, wait, I'm filming right now. Like I'm doing my infomercial. But Noelle, like to walk in and be like, Oh, Heather wanted me to see this, it's like, no, if you had um a schedule of things to do, you would know that things were wrong behind and someone as busy as Heather and Terry, uh, things get shoveled around all the time. So, I also think Heather wanted her to see it, to be like, I'm better than you, and this is my life, and F you. Well, I was going to say maybe not the first thing, but bringing her into the podcast room, I think, was a little bit like, this is my fucking domain, and you will No, it was, a, <laughs> it was a power move from the beginning. I get I get the way Heather thinks. She is like the ultimate mean girl. She's like Regina George grew up and never got better. Oh, I think uh, never got better. Come on. Heather is not that mean. Not, she's not a mean, uh, okay. cool. I, I think she's a little bit more. I mean, she's a little bit nicer than Regina George, uh, but uh, I think okay. she's very manipulative. Uh, yeah. oh, sure. But I, Regina George is a little too intense. I think it's okay. a little too far. Okay. I but get um, I also, again, with since we're on the Noella thing, I just, she's the biggest backpedaler I've ever fucking seen. You know, when we go to Max's party, and I'm sorry, but, like, welcome to the rainbow and giving Max a hug. It's like, we get it. You're bisexual. Like, let's not I let's not just shove that down Max's throat. Like, she gets it. You're trying to be supportive. Yeah. But it's like, that can't be the only thing that you relate to her on. It, you, like, let's go deeper, shall yeah. we? Yeah, and I think Max is even like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's like, okay, thank you. Like, I know what you said about my mother. Like, get off. And I just... Noella, I love that they cut to her and Jen talking, and then she immediately apologized to Jen and backpedaled. She's just really trying to find allies where she can, because I think she, after she sat down with Heather, she's like, oh, I'm fucked, because if Heather doesn't like me, like, I'm going to be destroyed. Yeah. And I'm glad that Heather's not inviting her to Cabo, even though it yeah. looks like she's going to Jill Zarin it and show up anyways, but... Hi! 
Uh, but like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I, I'm on Team Heather, obviously. Even though I think she's a Regina George, maybe I missed, misspoke. But I am Team Heather at the end of the day in this situation. You know whose team I'm not on? Ryan. Ryan? 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 <laughs> what? Is his is name. That, is that real that he was Ryan and he changed it to Ryan or was him Emily just making a joke? So my so what I think is is that his name he must have it must be like some kind of like cultural name, like a Nordic name or something, is what I'm assuming, like Ryan, R Y N E. But when he was growing up, no one could figure out Ryan, so he went by Ryan. But then when he got older, he's like, No, I wanna be go I wanna go by Ryan. I wanna go by my name. My name is not Ryan, it's Ryan. Which is even why Jen's like or Jen, that's her name, right? His uh, wife? His wife. Yeah. Was like, I, I don't even know his birth name, blah, blah, blah. Which is, girl, you should know your husband's birth name at the end of the day. Like, you have three kids together. If you're not, if you don't know his birth name, something's wrong. But, yeah, no, I think that's, in my head, that's what happened. That's why he changed his name back to Ryan from Ryan. I mean. But that's me giving a lot of, like, grace to him and being like, I'm laying out the red carpet for you to walk down. It's just so funny that this is what we're talking about with this guy. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we're, like. Well, he put a shirt on, so I can't talk about that anymore. No, he absolutely did. (laughs) Nay, bitch, nay. I love that little part between (laughs) Emily and Noella. When we found out Noella wasn't invited to Cabo, the reason we found out was because Emily's like, I'm going to ride horses in Cabo. Do you like horses? And she's like, yeah, I like riding horses. Nay. And she's like, nay. And she's like, nay, bitch, nay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is funny. I did love um, when Noella was talking about Emily and Shane being like, never count the little man out. Like she was <laughs> oh, literally yeah. talking about how Shane must be a beast in the bedroom. Yeah. Which just to cut to the end of the episode, did you catch him saying to Emily, does this mean that butt sex is possible? No. As Emily was stumbling out, they were talking about, no, come on, can you, please, like, please, like, pee with me. Come and pee with me and sit with me, and I'll do whatever you want. And he literally said, does this mean that butt sex is possible? Well, you know. I just. Let he, people well, live. He just keeps surprising me left and right. <laughs> are are oh. you going to go? Are you going to hit up Shane now? Be uh, like, I'm good. Thank you so much. <laughs> but I just love that Shane is um diversified in what he likes to do. In his portfolio. <laughs> He's got a diverse portfolio of what he enjoys. Dear Lord. Um. Also, though. It does concern me how, like, aggressive and angry Emily gets when she drinks. And I'm glad, thank God, she has a friend like Gina that's like, we need to go home before you start threatening to kill people. <laughs> yeah, I... I Hulk moment, as it was called. I think she went through a lot during the pandemic, I'm not going to lie. I mean, her husband almost died, uh, she was course, sick, had to take course, care of, of the kids. I think there's a lot on her plate. Of course. I love her. Don't get me wrong. She I is love her. the breadwinner of the family as well. Like, Absolutely. I think... And I think this happens every so often. We see this with housewives where they go through like a, a you know, a moment or their entire lives like Cantus Luan where they have <laughs> a drinking problem and it just turns them into these people that we don't like to see. And I do feel for Emily and I think there's something there and I think we're going to get through it by the end of the season. I think with Gina and her husband and like the support she has, I think we'll get through it. But if it keeps her getting Jersey Mike's in the sauna, I'm here for it. You know, I, you know I, I'll, I'll give her that. I will respect. Give her that. I respect her. Yeah. The only other note I had for the episode was just that, uh, was just that Max is just really fucking cool. I think that the book that she wrote is I want to really read it. Cool. I want to read, read it. it. She, I, Heather, say what you want about her, but I think she did do a very good job with her kids. No. And I, I want to apologize for calling her Regina George. I know that was a little bit of a jump, no, but it's, it's, it's just not, it's almost perfect, but not quite. It's she's, yeah, she's a little bit, she has a little bit more compassion, I think. And I do have to agree. I mean, as we're like, this woman is literally in her own world. She's like a super princess. 
She's kind of out of touch. Her kids are so grounded. They really are. All of her kids are so cool and grounded. And it really just makes you be like, damn, Terry and Heather did a good ass job. They've done a very good job. And to raise six kids, that's really hard to give them all the attention and support that they have. And each of the, every single one of those kids seem like they are so sound in themselves and so independent. And I think that is awesome. Totally. I agree. And she's, she's, you know, she's great. But glad they were going on a trip. I've been waiting for a trip. Cabo. Yeah. I'm so jealous. My my mom has been to Cabo like twice in the last year and I haven't been since, well, I haven't been since the the, <laughs> the fateful spring break trip of junior year, yes. but I miss it. I want to go back to Cabo. Now, the excuse was that they bought a house there because they were going to buy a house in Idaho, but instead so they bought a property in Cabo. I or, mean, maybe. I mean, I miss that. Both are beautiful for very different reasons, but uh, I mean, I would choose Cabo. I'm I'm still waiting to get to the house that we have in Mexico on in Nusapa. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get south of the border hell ASAP. Yeah, hell yeah! I want to be by the beach in the sun with my margarita, eating tacos left and right. That's what I'm talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. I mean, and what? It, so we're gonna have the Zion trip on Salt Lake. We're gonna have the Cabo, Cabo. trip on OC. Summer House starts Which, on Monday. By the way, yeah. I was in. Pure and utter happiness hearing that Carl and Lindsay are official. Me and too. then did you read the story about it? Because it was really beautiful to hear kind of why the relationship developed. And like Carl was like, you know, the first first go around, we both were like, we're friends, like we care about each other. But like I was in so far in my drinking and Lindsay was so far like with her other stuff and was kind of like scared and all this. But once he got sober and realized that she was the support system for him, that just kind of turned into what it was supposed to be. And now they, and they're like, and we don't even want to say we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We're just like, we're just there for each other. It sounds like a really healthy, the healthiest relationship either of them have ever been in. Yeah, I agree. And it makes me so happy that they are just, they're they're navigating this world together, and maybe you know they figured I mean? it out. It's it seems like maybe they've figured well, it something out. It sounds like we're gonna not see it till the end of the season. Uh, so it's gonna be a slow burn until the end of the season, and then get me in that winter house with Carl and Lindsay. Yes, and let me see them snuggle up in the snow in a little oh igloo next to the fire and get the little fur. Oh my god. Talk about couples I ship. You literally just had a stroke. I did. I love them so much. You can you can chill. Okay, <laughs> calm down. Don't be so mean. <laughs> Jersey's also coming back. Yeah, beginning of February, right? Yes. And then when do we have? Don't I'm waiting for Bluestone Manor girls trip. We're not gonna get that for a second. I don't Ugh. think that's gonna come until probably like this spring. We're gonna get an announcement. We still also need to watch Miami. Oh yeah. And you're dragging your ass on that one. Are are you? Have you watched the brand new season? Well, no, I wanted to talk about it with you on the podcast, so I want to make sure we're watching it, you know, around the same time. Well, all right, fine. We'll get up. We'll get on it. We will get on it. Because I don't want to watch it and then forget. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So stop dragging your ass and watch Miami. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, I'm not going to, I'm not watching from the beginning. I already told you that. I'm going to start with the new season. I know. That's what I'm saying. Have Just you the watched new- the new episodes yet? No. Then what are you talking about? You drag your ass. <laughs> I'm saying I won't because you won't. Never oh, mind. my God. Here we go. Behind the scenes of the Butter Pop Podcast, hot and bravo now. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. It was a great week, and we can't wait to talk about all these shows coming back in the coming weeks to come. In the coming weeks to come. Nice. 
If you aren't subscribed already, make sure you're subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you're on social media, we are too. Just search at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all.